MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another action-packed, exciting episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 185. Um, let's dedicate this to Sam Alvey, who's no longer in the UFC. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. Bye-bye. Um, thank you for coming to the show. I am, as usual, your host, the Jamaican sensation, Jeff Fox, one of half of the dynamic duo here at the MMA Gambling Podcast. Um, this episode is going to be all about this week's UFC San Diego prelims. Uh, we've had the card is actually packed with fights. We got seven prelim fights. We're going to break down this episode for you, and then tomorrow's episode we will be giving you the main card, all the six fights there. Um, and good news, uh, Gumby God is back. Not Daniel mm-hmm. Reeland. He's he's been here every episode, but the actual Gumby God made a return appearance last night at Dana White's Contender Series. Um, and did his normal four for one performance, four wins, one loss, which is what we grew accustomed to in the past. But this is what well, we'll talk more about that on the weekend when we do our uh, contender series, contender series um, recap and and picks for the upcoming week. But I just wanted to throw that out there to give my uh, co-host something to riff off because he needs something to riff off. I can't just introduce him because then there's usually like dead air for a good. <laughs> five minutes and then he's like oh um okay so anyhow here's gumby god and your reeland hello so i i would have already had something to rift off you you okay. already gave me the the sam Elvey intro yes. which okay I, go ahead I, I have to so i have to say this like sam Elvey is cut from the ufc finally not only did it come from the ufc roster watch twitter which is uh tells you when they they take him out of the ranking system yeah uh robotically so like that's First of all, that's uh, usually pretty reliable when it comes to determining who's now a free agent. But also Sam Alvey uh, posted to his social media, uh, hey, I guess I'm a free agent now. Uh, What's up, Jake Paul or something like that. And I I just have to say, like, he he didn't win in his last nine fights. None of them. None of them did he win. And. I found myself a little surprised. Like, is that like, cause really wh- why now? What, like what, what changed? That, like, it, it, was, it was the last fight in his contract. I think is what changed. I mean, but um, are you telling me none of his contracts expired before that? Or like, oh, there yeah. was no chance to like cut, cut strings and like get out of here. Like there, there were chances before to be like, okay, it's over. And the UFC just like continuously, like, we're like, Hey, you know what we should do? We should book Sam Alvey again and we should do it frequently. And like, so the fact that they kept giving him fights, even after losing nine in a row, like I thought he was going to get another one because like, if you get it after eight in a row, why aren't you getting it after nine in a row? Like what, why is that the cutoff now? Exactly. Um, He said they were giving him like raises every few fights too. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess when you're one of those guys who just like talks about how the UFC does a, such a good job of paying their their guys, like yeah. I'm I'm sure there's some like tongue in cheek bonus going on there too. I'm, I bet Matt Schnell's getting uh, increasing pay for his next fight too. Yeah. There you go. So uh, I want to see Matt Schnell fight again though. So that's good. 
I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually does have a fight booked, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, I think you're right. Is he fighting? He's fighting somebody good, if I remember correctly, too. We'll put the intern on it while uh, while I turn it over to you to rift on. What something. am I gonna say? I'm done. <laughs> I did all. I did my part already. You're you're I, not the I, guy uh, who who can who can stall while I look up that match now is yeah, indeed true. fighting Matthews Nicolau. <laughs> oh, who it is? Oh, you have to look it up. It's right. No, yeah, that's I, it's Matthews Nicolau. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Got it. Yeah. December. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, he's gonna get beat by Nicolau. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> yeah. You want to quickly? Uh, since it's still fresh, you want to talk about contender series and how you went four and one, or you want to save that for? I mean, for, I, 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 I can do the real quick rundown because we haven't been doing big rundowns for the no. Sunday episodes because, like, I mean, by then, guys, you're you're already just too jacked up for the next week. Yep. Um, I I would say this. I think people were unnecessarily hard on Carolina Wojcik. Uh, I think her wrestling looked phenomenal. Uh, I think maybe she could have opened up a little bit more on the the ground, but she did a little bit. And when she did, she gave up position. Um, so like she, she fought the right kind of fight you would expect. I I think she would beat a ton of straw weights in the UFC right now. Um, so I I think she was kind of unfairly treated on that. Um, like Dana wasn't interested. Twitter was all over and crapping all over. Like I thought she looked good. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, it was yeah, boring. That's all. Sorry to drop it. I don't think it was that boring. Like if, if you appreciate good wrestling and good jujitsu positioning, she was pretty good. Um, and then in addition to that, the other thing I'll say is the one we got wrong, man, I, I do not feel bad about missing that one. Uh, fat Jamal Pogues, uh, uh, there, uh jabbing, jabbing his way to a victory. And by the uh, way, if you're really sitting there, if you were, if you were on Twitter complaining and saying Carolina Wojcik should not get a contract, this is boring. And then you have ever applauded a moment of Jamal Pogue's fight or the fact that he got a contract, get out of here. Because that fight was not more exciting. It, it, at least not from him. The leg kicks from Hanato Jr. were actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I would not have given either of those heavyweights a contract. Uh, I probably would have given it to Wojcik because while she might have been less entertaining for the common fan, I think she'd beat the hell out of some of the strawweights already in the UFC. Yeah, you think so? But yeah, I think I think I don't know. Whatever. You don't think yeah. she? You don't think she'd out wrestle like Loma Lukbume? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. she she'd definitely beat some of those. She'd just use the the Lupi Godinez method because like she's I mean she's not as fun or as fast as Lupi Godinez, but like that's her style. She's like kind of quick with her hands and she's got like great head pressure and takedowns when she gets you against the cage. Like that it's working for Lupi. She's storming up the rankings. So uh, yeah, like why wouldn't it work for her? Yeah, that's true. Don't, don't compare anyone to our Loopy, though. Um, we're going to be speaking of her very, very soon. Yeah, Pogues is going to get eaten up in, in the UFC. So um, I'd pick luck. Chase Sherman to beat him. I would. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I would pick uh, Chase Sherman yeah. to beat him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, too. Well, we're laughing because it's Chase Sherman. But yes, definitely. Um, but it sounds like he's going to go down to light heavyweight, or that's his plan, at least. Do you think he can? I mean, he's going to have to do some really serious dieting. That's not yep. a That's Those not shorts a shorts were not fitting that's not a weight cut. That's <laughs> no, not a weight. no, 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 it's that's, not a weight cut. No. That's not a weight cut there. No. And and I would say this, he's in way more trouble at light heavyweight than he is at heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. There that's are true. no, there are no Chase Sherman's at light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like the Bo Nickel thing was planned in advance too. Yeah, it was. So, yeah. Like, from his comments and stuff heading into that, he said he wouldn't be surprised if he had to fight again in the contender series. So well, I, I guess in, they... And when Dana said, I'd like to give him one more fight, he gave a thumbs up. His his uh, agent came out and said, like, this has all been part of the plan. 
I think now that I think about it, and it's actually kind of brilliant, I think they probably were like, let's get him a guy who, first of all, doesn't belong here. No offense to Zachary Borrego, but like 3-0 and and clearly just like probably not even a 3-0. and I wouldn't even call him a prospect uh, based on what I've seen of him. So like they gave him a lamb to slaughter to get the hype up. Now they're going to pair him with what will probably wind up being like a, like an LFA champion type, um, yeah. like an Ellie Arnoff, who who's a, I think that Canadian organization champ or whatever. And like somebody like that, um, they can't actually steal the LFA champ. The LFA champ was Ozzy Diaz who got knocked out silly by Joe Piper. Um, but you know, like somebody like that next. So he'll have like a gradual step up, like a, you know, not a bum. I'm not going to call Borrego a bum, but a guy who doesn't belong there. And then somebody who actually does. Uh, and if he beats both those two, he, he definitely has the wrestling skills. That's for damn sure. Yeah. You should just go to PFL now say, okay, you want to sign me? I'm going to PFL. I'm going to win a million, a million dollars. Thank you very much. You know what? I, I, I think if <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be really honest with you. I think if the UFC did not prearrange two fights for yeah. him, and this is how I know they prearranged two fights for him. If they didn't prearrange two fights for him, he'd be signed to Bellator by now. Yeah, exactly. A thousand exactly. percent. He'd, he'd be signed to Bellator for like 100K per fight a deal. Yep, because he's making five and five to show. Uh, five to show, five to win on Contender would, Series. Here's the if other he thing. Signs, I, he's, it's signs he's getting paid 10 and 10. Because <laughs> they, they, they pay Pimblet 10 and 10 for credit love. Yeah, but here's the thing. Is that Bo Nickel has leverage. Pimblet yeah, didn't have leverage. You know, like Bo Nickel could be like, yeah, well, I'm going to Bellator and I'm going to make a slew of money there. And, and Bellator loves wrestling champions. They love them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got Pat Downey over there. They got uh, the the hype monster who never really quite panned out the way everybody wanted to. Aaron Pico over there. Like th- they love wrestling champs. So like he could just walk over there and start making money. Pimblet like continuously was just on Cage Warriors. Like they, yeah, that's true. Bellator could have signed him 400 times and they didn't. So like he had no leverage. Nickel has leverage. It wouldn't surprise me if he isn't making five and five on contender series. And I positive if he gets signed, he will not be making 10 and 10. We shall see. We shall see. But we have more pressing matters at hand now. Uh, UFC is the octagons on the move. It's back to the Golden State. Uh, finally back to San Diego. Finally, first time since 20. 20- 15. Do you remember who headlined the last time they were in San Diego? UFC San Diego. Uh, 2015. Cain Velasquez? No, it, it was heavyweights, though. Um, it was a fight night. Uh, so Cain Velasquez must have gotten an Anaheim one, right? Because he got a Southern yeah, he, he California one. one. Yeah. yeah, he had a Southern California one. Um, heavyweight headliner in 2015. Has to be a fight night card. Roy Nelson? Nope. Frank Mir <laughs> versus Shane Carwin. Todd Duffy. Oh, nice. That's a terrible <laughs> fight. That's a freaking, that's such a bad fight. That's when yep. Todd Duffy uh, threw the windmill of doom. Uh, the worst punch I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right. Um, we got Vera versus Cruz this week, which should be a much better fight. We'll crack into that in one second. We'll watch. We'll crack into the prelims after I tell you about a couple of our lovely sponsors. Starting with Win. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. 
where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And let me tell you about Oz Tracker. You may ask yourself, what is Oz Tracker? That if you're saying that you haven't listened to the show before, because they've sponsored us for a little while now, but I'll tell you in case you, you forget or haven't heard. Oz Tracker is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides players statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activities. So here's what you do. Go to oddstracker.com slash blue wire to get into odds tracker. Odds tracker, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, let's give out. We haven't given out any winning picks. I'm already like over 10 minutes into the show. So let's give out some winning picks. UFC on ESPN Vera versus Cruz, aka UFC on ESPN 441. Wow, they've had that many on ESPN already. Wow. Uh, UFC Vegas, not UFC Vegas, UFC San Diego is probably the short form we're going to use for it. Uh, this Saturday, as per usual, the Pachanga Arena in San Diego, <laughs> California. What's Pachanga? I, I don't know. It, it, uh, that's, yeah, it's, it, it, it sounds like a native word, maybe, to, it to does. the area. It does, perhaps. All right, this is an ESPN card. Prelims, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, on ESPN main cards 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN but we're not going to delve into the main card now we are going to delve into it tomorrow you will have to wait till tomorrow or you can if you want my picks you can read the article I just posted on sportsgamblingpodcast.com but you have to also listen to the podcast I've put that disclaimer out there so you are obligated contractually obligated to listen to us and and um if even if you read the article now I'm waiting I'm killing time as my spreadsheet opens here dan so we can actually break down the card i don't know why excel wasn't open how about you tell them about the contest you're running while i wait for my spreadsheet to open the contest we're running uh yes. which we'll have a, a a twitter post up on soon is we are going to be giving away 50 bucks to the sgpn store so if you want to win that 50 bucks and get some sweet gear including the tuesday night miracles gumby t-shirt uh you can do so by simply just going to either apple pods or uh, Spotify and leaving us a beautiful five-star review. Uh, if you'd like to make sure that it's easy for us to contact you, if you win, it's always nice to throw us a DM that, that says, Hey, I left you this review. You can screenshot it for us if you want. Um, but we will be picking one person who leaves us a review. Uh, and we, we've kind of left indiscriminate time, probably the end of the month or right around the beginning of September. We'll pick somebody who reviewed the show, uh, gave us a fancy review and we will be giving them that 50 bucks. So make sure that you go on over to wherever it is you listen to this podcast and give us a review. Perfect timing as the spreadsheet opens up. All right, we're going to start off with some bantamweights. How about Yusef Zala versus Damon Black Shearer are going to be opening up the card, what they call in the wrestling business a curtain jerker. Um, all right, we're going to start off with the short notice debuting Damon Black Shearer, nicknamed Da Monster. Good nickname for Damon Blackshear. Or is that what Damon is short for? Is Damon short for Da Monster, possibly? I, I, I believe it's it's just Damon. Like his given oh, okay. name is just Damon. Uh, does not say Da Monster Blackshear. It should I, though. I, I don't think so. All right. Uh, he is 12 and 4, one knockout, eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. As I mentioned, this is his short notice debut in the UFC. He's coming in here as the CFFC champion. So he is a 
champion in a very reputable um, organization. I think he's had the belt for a couple of fights, right? Is that correct? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how recent he won it. I, I want to say he, if I think about it, I think he when he beat DeAndre Anderson. I don't think that was his last fight, although I don't remember him defending it. So Dalmon versus DeAndre. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyhow. So he comes in with a good resume. He's won four straight fights, last two via submission. He also was one no in Bellator. He won that fight via submission too. I have a video of that in the article I just mentioned on sportsgamingpodcast.com. He comes in at plus 104. Yusuf Zalal, the Moroccan devil. He's 10 and five, two knockouts, five submissions. He's also never been finished in a fight. So maybe you want to bet the over here. Uh, he is three and three in the UFC. Or if, if you're Yanni, you'd be like, well... Um, do these guys, do. these guys always go over, so I'm gonna go under, right? That's that's it. The, the best people, part about giving people stats is then telling them that you're just gonna do the other thing blindly, yeah, because because it's, it's like um, uh, playing playing roulette and saying you know, black's gonna come up next or red's gonna come up next because it's due. Um, yeah, people were having fun with, with Yanni in the sportsgamingpodcast.com slash discord last night, they were keeping a running scoreboard of Gumby's picks versus Yanni's picks. and did not go well for Yanni. Um, all right, back to Zalal. Uh, he's three and three in the UFC, as I said. He won his first first three fights. Now he's lost three straight. He's not won a fight in over two years. He's not been in the cage in over a year. He used to fight up at featherweight and up at lightweight. He's two years younger than Blackshear, minus one twenty five. We'll let you tell us a bit about Blackshear since some of us may not have seen him yet, and then make your pick. So Blackshear's a guy who's got uh, some pretty good groundwork, uh, and that's that's really where he makes his hay here. Is that like he he's a guy who who likes to mix it up on the ground. He's got good chokes. He he makes jumps to the back really well. Um, despite the fact that we're talking about him being a CFFC champion, he does have a very low level of opponent that he has beaten. Um, so for instance, uh, I, I just pulled up his record. He did defend it once. He defended that yep. title against that guy. As a matter of fact, that's his nickname. That guy, Josh Smith, uh, who's 11 and eight, uh, how he got a CFFC title shot. I, I don't, I don't know. Perhaps it was short notice. Uh, but th- that seems weird for that guy. Uh, before that he beat a guy who was five and oh, uh, which seems good. Deandre Anderson, the aforementioned, uh, Deandre Anderson has gone on a three fight losing streak since then. Um, you know, before that he, he beat a guy by the name of Atello Volgo. Um, and, and that guy, uh, has lost, uh, again since then. So like the, the record doesn't look great when you go back and look at it. And I will say this too, because he's a guy who'd get so much done with his grappling, when he faces somebody who can stop his grappling, he suffers. He suffers really badly. And, and you can see that in the list of guys who've beat him. Danny Sabatello, uh, you know, really good wrestler over in Bellator. He beat him in Titan. Uh, Pat Sabatini, again, good wrestler. Even Chris Mutino, though, uh, who, who we generally thought is one of the worst guys in the UFC, uh, kind of beat up Damon Blackshear pretty hard. So, uh, you know, like for me, I'm a little worried about the the – you know, the fact that Yusuf Zalal is coming off that three fight winning streak, but we're talking about a guy making a debut up a weight class. Who's going to want to be the aggressive grappler against Zalal, who is a pretty decent grappler, right? Um, a, a guy who, you know, badly out grappled, uh, Peter Barrett when he needed to, and, and to grind out a win who, who actually out grappled, uh, Jordan Griffin for a large portion of their fight. And Jordan Griffin is a pretty damn good grappler. So I, I sort of just think that, uh, Zalal here stuffs, 
enough of Demon Blackshear and just gets it done um, on the feet. I also think he could probably score a takedown or two of his own. But you know, at the end of the day, like you know, losses to Aliyah Tapuria and Sungwoo Choi and Sean Woodson, who are all like you know snipers of strikers. Uh, I, I don't think Blackshear is that, and I think Zalal should have a pretty easy time with him. Well, you make my Blackshear pick look even worse now, don't you? But or maybe <laughs> maybe it'll come through. I I, I figure it is worth a roll of the dice. I, I actually um. I didn't have the background on all of his opponents. I, I thought his resume looked all right. Um, his submission skills definitely are on point. Uh, I'm I do think he has good submissions. I'm, w- I'm yeah. with you on that one. But I will tell you, this is this is a little off uh, off book here for, for Jeff Fox. It is. Jeff Fox taking a smaller guy up a weight class on short notice. Uh, uh, if it comes through, it's, not, it's a Yanni type pick. If it comes through, it is. Uh, it is oh, actually. Weight. Actually, is this one happening at 35 now that I think about it? Um, oh, yeah, this one is. So this, is yeah. Lull, yeah. this is a law going down, which this is, is uh, going down. an interesting yeah. point, too. But that, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that still means he's going to be bigger. So, yeah, I like uh, yeah. I like uses a law here as well. Uh, so we're going to differ on the first one. You're going to go yeah. dog. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm concerned about how long Zalal has been out and how long it's been since he's actually won a fight. So we'll see. Um you can tell I'm super confident with that one. All right, this is one we already broke down in um, extensively. One, well, maybe not extensively, but we broke it down last episode. But we can just zip through it quickly here. Uh, Jason Witt and Josh Quinlan are fighting at once again um, after the fight getting canceled last week because Quinlan still has some metabolites in his system because um, he's a dirty drug cheat, which is why I'm picking him. Um, they're fighting now uh, instead in California because California doesn't care as much as Vegas does. So uh, it is welterweight. Uh, I'll quickly give you guys the resumes. Um, Jason Witt's the Vanilla Gorilla, 19 and 8, three knockouts, eight submissions. Been knocked out six times, submitted twice. So he's been finishing all of his losses. He's two and three in the UFC. He's gone loss, win, loss, win, loss. He got TKO'd his last fight. Was a regional champ, all one Bellator. A negative strike differential, meaning he gets outstruck by his opponents in the UFC, uh, minus 0.37 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 200. Uh, Quinlan, the Renegade, and the Maverick, which. Uh, fits for him since he did get busted after he won in the contender series he got busted for uh drugs he is 5-0 and with one no contest uh, due to that drug test failure he's got three knockouts two submissions so he's finished all of his wins uh he's got two inches height two inches reach seven years younger than wit he's well he's got uh, better striking stats and active striking stats but that's based off of one fight he outstruck his opponent in the contender series by 14.05 strikes per minute minus 250 on Quinlan. I pick Quinlan. Uh, I always go with the striker. I just am hoping that um, he doesn't look like a totally different fighter now that he's supposedly clean. But there's still still trace amounts in the system, so maybe he's not totally clean. Um, <laughs> and Dan, Dan pick Wit because he always goes against the strikers and picks grapplers. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Wit here. I, I do think uh, going up to 180 pounds, which, by the way, is where this one's taking place. Is it? Okay. Going up to 180 pounds is going to benefit Wit just a little yep. bit, I think, um, because he is like a thick guy who maybe hasn't had necessarily like cardio troubles, but like, you know, definitely doesn't look as fresh in the third as he does in the first. Um, so, like, I think this might benefit him a little bit. I- I'm hoping he grinds him out. But, you know, like, as I said, when I pick Wit the first time, you know, there's a chance Quinlan lands the big bomb here. I'm just hoping Wit does enough of the grappling to score the the decision victory here. Yep, Quinlan does throw bombs, so that's what I am hoping for there. Um, all right, what should we do next? Should we do another fight? Um, what do we have next on the card? It is flyweights. 
Ode Osborne versus Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam, you can hear him this week on the Top Turtle MMA podcast, right? My ears didn't deceive me. I did hear that interview. You you did hear Tyson Nam. <laughs> and a friend of this show, a man that filled in for me a few times when I was AWOL, KCP, Kurt Chase Patrick is also uh, is a co-host in that podcast with with you, which uh, which was good. I like Shockwave, Shockwave Dave, but it was nice to hear. KCP. Yeah, he's he's always a nice uh, nice little change of pace back. Yeah, that's what yes. he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shockwave's not dead, though, right? You didn't kill no, him? No, he's not dead. He's just on okay. vacation. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, uh, let's break down this here fight and stop plugging Dan's other family. Uh, Tyson Nam will tell you about first. 20, 12, and 1. 12 knockouts, 1 submission. He's been knocked out three times. He's 2 and 3 in the UFC. He, he got a really tough strength uh, schedule. Uh, they, they threw him in the in the fire right off uh, the get-go there, though. Uh, he, he has won two of his last three, but he did lose his last fight. He's been out of the cage since January of 2021. I don't remember. Did he say in the interview why, or are you going to tell us why he's been gone? No, he's, he's just been looking for a fight and banged okay. up here and there, stuff getting canceled. I mean, he was supposed to fight Tillier Lombikoff, uh two or three times, and they all got canceled. So, right, yeah. right, right. He did say that, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so here he, he's got he got himself a fighter. He's multiple regional championships on his mantle. Mantle, correct. Two and oh, uh, sorry, oh and two, the opposite of that. Oh and two in, in World Series of Fighting. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 2.05 strikes per minute. Not good at all. Uh, plus 195 on him. Uh, Ode Osborne, the Jamaican sensation, 11 and four with one no contest. He's got five knockouts, four submissions, but knocked out once, submitted twice, three and two in the UFC. However, he has won two straight fights. Last one be a knockout. He used to fight up at Bantamweight. He used to fight up at Featherweight. Uh, one no on the contender series. He's got five inches of reach on Nam, and he's nine years younger than him. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He also gets outstruck in the UFC, but not as badly as Nam, and and basically barely. It's a minus 0.17. Strike differential for him. Uh, the strike differential stats actually um, seem to be pretty indicative of picking winners. Uh, uh, 64% at this point since I started tracking it about 80 fights ago or so. Um, so 64% of the fighters who have better striking differential stats heading into a fight win the fight. So there you go. Um, grappling stats for Osborne also are better than Nam. Minus 240. We'll let you go first. I'm going to go with Ode Osborne. Uh, I know you said that the strength to schedule for Tyson Nam is really good. And, and to an extent it is um, like the guys he lost to are really good, right? Matt Schnell, yep. Kaikara France, Sergio Pettis. The guys he beat though are also awful. Um, yep. Z- Zaruk Adeshev. So it, it's almost like a, you know, an inverse bell curve here. Uh, we're, we're like, you know, the, the outer extremes of the ones getting tested. And, and I do really like Tyson Nam, but like Tyson Nam to me is kind of like, he needs to land those really big punches, right? Like that, that's his way into winning a fight. Um, and it, it's not really easy to knock out Ode Osborne. Literally, the only person who's done it is uh, Manel Cap with a flying knee. So, like, if, if you're talking about strength of schedule, like, that, that strength of schedule, Ode's hands have looked kind of better lately. And in addition to that, like, he's got the wrestling to fall back on. I think pe- people forget that, like, Ode has, like, a wrestling background that he could fall back on that I think he'd be just fine using if he needed it here so yeah i'm going with Ode here um despite the kind of tempting number on tyson nam like the, the number looks kind of decent at the end of the day big number but you know i'm taking Ode osborne uh the reach and the youth on the side and um yeah he, he's a better striker and he's got almost half a foot of reach to implement that with so yeah Ode is the pick and as you mentioned he can also wrestle if need be so we're on the safe page for that one we're also on the same page um, 
telling you that run run your pool is is a great uh great sponsor of ours let me tell you about it run your pool is the home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete connect and make every game matter more run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick them and survivor to fantasy pools it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest, free to enter, with some amazing prizes. We'll be announced for it very, very soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. So get over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor and get in the game. We're also good friends with Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. They have just passed 4 million users. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it up together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Here's what you do. On your mobile phone, join your listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first spots up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get the $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, moving on with our picks for this week's MMA. Um, lightweights, Gabriel Mowgli Benitez versus Charlie. He's got a good nickname. The American bad boy, Ontiveros. That's that's what it is. Um, Ontiveros, 11 and 8. Four knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out eight times. All of his losses have come via knockout. 0-2 in the UFC, both of them via TKO. Two and three over his last five. 0-1 in Bellator, used to fight at welterweight. He's been a professional MMA fighter since 2012. He's got six inches of height on Benitez, seven inches of reach. Three years younger, so he's going to be way bigger and slightly younger than him. In the UFC, he's been outstruck by almost four strikes per minute. Minus 3.9 is his strike differential. Plus 275 is the number on him. Mowgli, Benitez, um, 22 and 10, eight knockouts, 10 submissions. He's got, he's been knocked out four times, submitted twice, six and six in the UFC. He's lost two straight and he's only won one of his last five. His last two losses have come via TKO. Used to fight down at featherweight. He was one and one on the ultimate fighter. He's been fighting since 2007. Striking stats in his favor, and he's six and a half times more active landing strikes in the UFC than Ontiveros is so far. He outstrikes his UFC opponents by 0.62 strikes per minute. He also has grappling stats on his side, minus 350. Um, I will obviously take Mowgli. Um, Ontiveros should not be, or Mowgli, excuse me, Ontiveros should, shouldn't be in the UFC at this point. He's proven that he can't really hang here. So uh, Benitez, I'm surprised I'm picking him in the year 2022, year of our Gumby God 2022, but I'm um, picking Benitez. I'm not. I, I'm. Oh wow. I'm, I'm. No. First of all, I am picking him this time, but I'm not surprised I'm picking okay. him right now. Like, I, <laughs> I I, I, no, no. Ontiveros is. You're right. He's probably not UFC caliber. I mean, you saw in that Steve Garcia fight. Like, I. As a matter of fact, I think I picked him in the Steve Garcia fight because I was like, he could have success on the feet. And then Steve Garcia just like manhandled him to the mat, and it looked like he didn't know what jujitsu was once he hit the mat. Um, but like. Look, you could be bummed out that Gabriel Benitez has won just one out of his last four fights, 
But the losses are to David Onama, Billy Quarantillo, Omar Morales, and Sadiq Youssef. And, like, the only one of those who I'm like, man, that's not a great loss is Omar Morales. Is not like a great loss, maybe. Uh, you know, like Omar Omar Morales has since lost a couple of times, but to like Jonathan Pierce and Giga Chikadze. Um, so like those are not bad losses for Mowgli, you know, and he went out there and beat Justin James, the guy who he should beat. Um, so like, yeah, like I, I think that's probably why he's getting another shot, despite the fact that he's one in four in his last five. So he he's got good kickboxing. He's he loves to bang. Like, I, I think he's sharp on the feet when he, he is throwing. He's just a little bit overly zealous and reckless. Um, and like you said, he's got the chance to take it to the ground if Antiveros is having uh, any any success. So I, I'm going Benitez here. You got it. Benitez is the pick. All right. Another fight we broke down a few weeks back, uh, last month, actually. Uh, um, Cynthia Calviel versus Nina Nunez. Uh, they are fighting at... Flyweight, um, we will tell you about Nunez first. The Strina is her nickname. Ten and do we decide what that way, what that is or what it means? I, I we didn't find it, and I think it's the Strina, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, mistaken. well, excuse me. You don't know what it is, but you know how it's pronounced. Is that is that what you? I, I think I hear. Me? I think I've heard Bruce say it. It won't be the only oh, time God, that I. Bruce. I won't be the only time that I correct your pronunciation tonight. I'm sure. Really, yeah. I didn't hear you correct. Well, I guess KCP didn't say anything wrong, so you don't have to correct him. So <laughs> no. Um, Oh, He's actually, it'll be it'll be the main card episode where I correct your pronunciation. You think? So? Oh, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> two, the two Yasmins are fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, the third from the top for some reason. Um. Anyhow, we're not talking about Yasmins in this episode. We're talking about um Nina Nunez. She's ten and seven, four knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted twice, four and four in the UFC. She's lost her last two fights. Last one via submission. She's not uh fought since April twenty twenty one. Her last win was December of 2018. So she's not won since she has become a mother. So um, maybe she gets off the snide this week. We shall see. Uh, uh, 2010 was her pro debut. Inch of height over Calvillo. Striking stats in her favor. She outstrikes her opponents by 1.14 strikes per minute in the UFC. So you think she'd have a better than 4-4 four and four record. But alas, she does not. Plus 140 is the number on her. I think it's a little more favorable. Um like I think it's a little higher number than it was when we picked her originally uh, in the matchup. Not to tip our hands here. Um, Calvillo, 9-4-1, two knockouts, three submissions. She's been knocked out twice. 6-4-1 in the UFC. She's won three straight, the last two via TKO. She's not won since June of 2020. This could be a loser-leave-home match. Um, Loser-leaves-town. Uh, she used to fight down at strawweight. She missed weight a couple times there. Now she's flyweight. She's two years younger than Nunez. She outstrikes her opponents by 0.17 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats in her favor, minus 170. Originally, we both picked Noons. We have more faith in her showing up and coming through. Um, we still feel that way. Yeah, gra- grappling takedowns will be there for her. Um, yep. Or, you know, like I, I think she she stuffs everything Calvillo needs. Um, being up at, at flyweight, I think, is going to benefit her. Um, and then the other thing I will just say, too, is that Calvillo generally does it look like she belongs at 25 she's looked pretty no. bad since moving up and i i think it's going to be a benefit for nina who both looks um but she she looks like she's gained some muscle mass since uh coming back so yeah like she she hung with tatiana suarez for 15 minutes i'm not afraid of cynthia Kelvio's grappling give me the dog money on nina nunez yes same with me uh like i said i think it's a better number for us than it was uh slightly better than it was when we originally took her i'm not positive on that um and maybe all the drama with her partner amanda nunez i guess wife i think they're married actually um 
losing the belt and getting it back. Maybe now that's in the rear view. Maybe she will uh, have a clearer head here. Do you hear she's still at AT, a, uh, ATT, ATT, American Top Team, um, while Nunez left? She's still there, which is kind that's, of surprising. That's kind of a weird move. Yeah, I just just saw those headlines. Uh, she said she's going to stay there until she's done her career. So maybe this really is a um, Nunez does not want to be around. Um, Kayla Harrison. Kayla Harrison, yeah. So interesting drama, Dan drama. Um, all right. What do we got next? We got two more fights left. I think I'll tell you about our last sponsor here. That's helping keep the lights on in, in the uh, various studios we have across the globe. It's IP vanished. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data, hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prime eyes. That's why I use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing that speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan. For our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, it's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with about everything you stream, everything you search for and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. All right. Um, we're going up to the big boys, Dan. I don't think I would call these guys chunky guys, though. I would call Martin Boudet a chunky guy. No, I would call Lucas Brzezetsky a honk. That's what I would call him. You, you would call him a honky guy? Yes, he's a honky guy. The bull up against baddies. Martin Boudet. Let's tell you about Brzezetsky, the bull first. Eight, one, one with one no contest. Five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out one time. This is his UFC debut. He's another guy who was one of the contender series and failed a drug test. So he's got a no contest from that. Uh, he is 5-0-1 with one no contest over his last seven. He's got an inch of reach on Boudet, a year younger, more active striker, but that's based off of one fight. Uh, he outstruck his, his contender series opponent by 2.68 strikes per minute. He's got the grappling stats from that one fight, too, in his favor, plus 215. Baddies, Boudet, 10-1, seven knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. One and all in the UFC, one and all contender series, nine straight wins for him. Was a regional champ. Based on the last weigh-ins, he was 30 pounds heavier than Brzezinski. He's outstruck his opponents in those two fights by uh, UFC and contender series fights by 2.6 strikes per minute, minus 270. Give me baddies. He's got the size. He's got the toughness. Never been finished in a fight. Um, he's he's going to have huge size on Brzezinski. Um, I think he's going to be the better fighter here. So give me him. Yeah, I agree with you on this one. I, I think the size is the big piece, too. Like, I, I just think, like, he, he's one of those fighters who does, like, a really good job of, like, leaning against his opponent on cage and in the cage and making yeah. their life miserable. I, I think he does that to, like, a, a gross extent here and, and just, like, you know, beats the hell out of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Boudet as well. There you go. All right. Moving on to the Z main event, it is a catchweight, 120 pound fight. Do you know why this is a catchweight fight? Both yeah. ladies have fought at both at both those weight classes. It's, it's the it's the the one that that just got canceled. Uh, oh right, yeah. Oh, or uh, no, this no, no, one. no, no, this no, one. This, sorry, this is the Angie Hill one. 
Yeah, this one got bumped up a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They were supposed to fight at the end of October. Um, a whole bunch of then a whole bunch of fights fell off this fight card. Like I, I know we didn't talk about it at the beginning. Um, oh, right, but it yeah. lost Aspen Ladd versus Sarah McMahon, Alexa Grasso versus Viviana Ruyo, Alan Nascimento versus Malcolm Gordon. Um, yeah. and then of course Estela Nunez pulled out and Christian Quinanez pulled out, and they didn't have replacements for for those two fights yet either. So it had basically lost five fights. Um, now lucky for the UFC, Jason Witt, Quinlan somehow got bumped. Uh, Lipsky Kachoueda got bumped, uh, but like they were in panic mode that they couldn't have like a nine fight card. So they asked Loopy and Hill, who of course are the two people who take short notice fights the best. Yeah, so they exactly. just went up, they just went up five pounds. Okay. There you go. Gummy's got an ex, uh, reason for this. So it is a catchaway fight. Angela Hill versus Lupita Godinez. I didn't tell you who was fighting in it yet. Um, shouldn't be a big deal. Both ladies have fought, uh, at strawweight and at flyweight. So let's tell you about Angie Overkill. Hill, 13 and 12 with five knockouts. She's submitted twice, easy for me to say. She's 8 and 12 in the UFC over two stints. 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. She's lost three straight fights. Uh, she's only won one of her last six. She was 4-0 in Invicta and the champion there. She was also a pro kickboxer. She's got an inch of height on Godinez, three inches of reach. She's 2.4 times more active landing strikes than Godinez is. She outstrikes her UFC opponents by 0.42 strikes per minute. Plus 255 is the number on her. Lupi Godinez, who grew up in Canada. So I'm, I'm claiming her, and she still lives and trains in Canada. So we are claiming her as one of our own. She's 8-2, and two, one knockout, one submission, never been finished in a fight, 3-2 and two in the UFC, won two straight fights, was the LFA champion, was also a regional champion. She's eight years younger than Hill. She outstrikes her UFC opponents by 0.49 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are in her favor, minus 325. Go ahead. I'm going to take Lupi Godinez. I think this is actually a pretty easy pick. I, I think yep. the, the thing that's always been good about Angie Hill is that she, like, she, when she gets into a clinch, her, her, like, physical gifts take over. And I, I don't mean to say gifts is to, like, disparage the fact that she's, like, not technical or that she doesn't, like, work really hard to to be as strong as she is. You know, like, I, I'm just saying she is an athletic woman. And when she gets up against the cage, she uses that that athleticism to to sort of you know, toss her opponent around or bully her opponent. You can't bully Lupi Godinez. It's not possible. She is the bully. Uh, and, and with the the increase in the wrestling we've seen from Lupi, you know, I, I kind of, she she's one of those, the sky's the limit prospects for me right now. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on Lupi Godinez here. I think it's pretty easy. As am I. Yep. She's going to grapple her way to victory here. here. Um, Hill's, reputation and um popularity far outstrips what she's actually um done at least in the ufc eight and and despite (laughs) and despite that like at at the end of the day too she's still being this big of an underdog despite the the you know the the hype that goes into her so yeah like that's even more of a reason right yeah is uh kadinez uh the best canadian prospect around right now or not the best female canadian prospect um top of my head is Godinez the best Canadian prospect from Canada? Yeah, probably since uh, what's her name, Jasmine Jesudavicius, yeah. uh, looked pretty poor her last time out. Yeah, I, I might say Loopy's the best. I mean, she's not Canadian, but she's from Canada. Oh my she's god, she is so. She brings Canadian flag around. She does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They they uh, they escaped like some some scary gangster activity and yes, she's from she's from Mexico originally. She told yep. the story one time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. Um, so yeah, she does. She does call Canada her home. She sure does. There you go. We we are claiming her, uh, especially if she wins this week for us. So there you go. That is there are our picks for 
the prelim portion of the card, pretty solid uh, prelims, a lot of interesting prospects and whatnot, but we will be back in your ears uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a very special day. I just clued in, Dan. Tomorrow's a very special day. So um, we're going to have a very special episode next, aren't we? August 11th episode, very special. I have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. August yeah, 11th, it is, sounds, August sounds 11th is a big day. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we'll be back in your ears tomorrow for the main card. Uh, until then, make sure you get in our Discord if you aren't already. We have lots of fun in there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get in the conversation. Follow us on Twitter, SGPN MMA. Mr. Gumby um, uh, puts out the tweets. Tweets on that one is what I'm trying to spit out, I guess. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. Uh, he is Gumby Vreeland. We told you about his podcast, other podcasts, Top Turtle, MMA podcast. He had on Tyson Nam, and he had on, I'm trying to remember who else I heard there, the first part. I can't remember who the first the brown, interview was. The Brown Bear, Devin Clark. Yes, Devin Clark, the Brown Bear. Will he pick against Devin Clark? He against Tyson Nam. Will he pick against Devin Clark next episode? We shall have to wait and see. Um, I think that's all I need to tell you. Make sure you plug us in your ears again tomorrow. Um, we'll give you all our picks for the main card. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.